There's a lot of ways of saying what I want to say to you. There's songs and poems and promises and dreams that might come true. But I won't talk of starry skies or moonlight on the ground. I'll come right out and tell you I just love to lay you down, lay you down and softly whisper pretty love words in your ear. Lay you down and tell you all the things a woman loves to hear. I'll let you know how much it means just having you around. Oh, darling, how I'd love to lay you down. There's so many ways your sweet love made this house into a home. You've got a way of doing little things that turn me on, like standing in the cave. <laughs> <clears throat> this is what turns him on like standing in the kitchen in your faded cotton gown make a fucking sandwich bitch with your hair all up in curlers I'd still love to lay it down and what Conway Twitty is trying to say here is that He's gonna he's gonna make you squirt, ladies. Conway Twitty is gonna make you squirt. That's what he's trying to communicate with his song. He's like, I don't care. You can be in curlers, okay? You can look like shit. I'm gonna give you my I'm gonna send you to Pound Town, alright? Lay you down and softly whisper pretty love words in your ear. Lay it down and tell you all the things a woman loves to hear. I'll let you know how much it means just having you around. Oh, darling, how I'd love to lay it down. He's going to put that dig in there. When a whole lot of Decembers are showing in your face. So basically with this line, he's saying a whole lot of Decembers are showing in your face. Basically what he's trying to communicate is you look like shit. Okay, Conway Twitty's saying like, look, you're old, you're aged, you're wrinkled, but you're still getting this Conway Twitty dick. That's what he's saying, okay? You're Auburn. So he's, this is a red-headed lady with her hair up in curlers. Your Auburn hair has faded and silver takes its place. So she's got gray hair now, but he's still interested. Conway Twitty is still interested. He's still like, hey, this dick, I just took the Viagra. You're about to get it. I don't think they had Viagra when he was alive. But anyway, you'll just, you'll be just as lovely as I'll still be around. And if I can, I know I'd still love to lay it down, lay you down. Lay it down and softly whisper, put his love words in your ear. Didn't that sound wonderful? Pretty love words in here. Lay it down and tell you all the thing a woman wants to hear. I'll let you know how much it means just having you around. Oh, darling, how I'd love to lay you down. Lay you down and softly whisper pretty love words in your ear. Lay you down and tell you all the things a woman loves to hear. I'll let you know how much it means just having you around. Oh, darling, I'd love to lay you down.
And of course, uh, you got to picture Conway Twitty. He's in his finest, finest linens that he wears. He's in a suit that's like pastel, and he's got a perm, and he's got this look on his face like he's taking a shit while he's singing this. Uh, Lay you down and softly whisper pretty love words in here. Lay you down and tell you all the things a woman wants to hear. I'll let you know how much it means just having you around. Oh, darling, how I'd love to lay you down. So that's pretty much the whole song right there. Now, if you've ever seen Conway Twitty, he's a beautiful, absolutely gorgeous man. He's got a tan, he's got a perm, pearly white teeth. And he's always got this face. He's always got a face like he's taking like the worst dump you've ever had in your life. But women love this guy. Can you imagine him singing this song? And women are just fucking throwing themselves on the, throwing their bras at him, throwing themselves on the stage, just losing their shit over this guy with a perm and a gold chain. That's Conway Twitty. And I've termed this is a term. I need to get on Urban Dictionary and write it down. Why am I chewing gum? I need to take this out. Hold on. Let me pull that out of my mouth. Conway Twitty's music is what I like to call subtle Southern sexuality. Subtle Southern sexuality. He's, in a very subtle way, in a very Southern way, telling you, like, hey, you, you know, like, when you listen to, like, um, whatever whatever rapper's hot nowadays, and they just come out and say it. They're like, hey, I'm going to make your pussy wet, you know, WAP or whatever it is. He has a way of saying it. In his own little way, his own little subtle way, like, hey, I'm going to fuck your brains out, all right? I'm going to knock those curlers out of your fucking hair. I'm going to turn that auburn hair to fucking gray with his dick. And that is Conway Twitty. He's a genius musician. It's the only country singer I think I listen to. Uh, because he's all about fucking. And he's all about finding very eloquent ways in his own little southern way of telling you, got this dick, and I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to make it clap. And that's what he does every single time, uh, every single fucking time he writes a song. So that's what I wanted to start the podcast out with today, is just to really give a shout out to Conway Twitty and his achievement in music as being maybe the greatest country artist of all time. All right. So this is Biscuits Buttered uh, with none other than Victoria Vandenberg. Uh, this week we are in Atlanta, Georgia. We are in Atlanta, Georgia. As you know, I am a trans woman. I live in a small town in rural Alabama, and I'm a truck driver, and I drive all over the country. And this week I am in Atlanta, Georgia. I just ate a couple of chili dogs at uh, the Varsity in Atlanta. And if you hadn't been there, you need to go because it's fucking amazing. Like you order your food. They bring, like, it's like immediate. Like, they bring it out, and it's like, it's just so fucking good. I could fucking just pig out in there all day. And so, just got me some food. Got a, got a run up to Rome, Georgia, a little bit later. And uh, this is what we're doing, you know. We're just, we're, this is what we call trucking. Nothing illegal. We don't have nothing illegal on the truck today. Of course, I really don't know what I have on the truck today. I'm just delivering it. I, I don't, I don't ask questions. But anyway, uh basically 
Uh, we're out today. This is a podcast about just uh, life. It's just a podcast about my life. Uh, Victoria Vandenberg, a beautiful woman. Uh, I love, let's just explain myself if you're a first-time listener. Uh, I love to smoke cigarettes. I love a Virginia Swim 100. When I'm not in my Peterbilt truck, I'm uh, in my 1993 Mitsubishi Mirage because I'm classy. Uh, I love a drink. I'm pretty much an alcoholic. Um, And I live in a small town. And I go out and uh, I just, I go out and experience the world, right? I go out and experience the world. And then I like to podcast about my experiences. So every week you'll hear me uh, bitch about an interaction at work. You'll hear me bitch about a restaurant experience. Everything from going to see a movie uh, to the news, to politics, to anything that shows up in my world, you're getting the um, kind of the perspective of just so, just a middle class person who is going about their lives, just trying to, you know, push the ball up the hill, trying to get through their life, trying to do the right things, trying to get ahead in life. And uh, I just want to share my experiences with you every week. And that's what we're going to do here on the Biscuits Buttered podcast. And I just want to give a shout out if you hadn't listened to us before. I know I announce it every week. Hit us up on Twitter, Biscuit Pod. Hit us up um, on Facebook, Biscuits Buttered. Uh, you can email us at uh, biscuitsbuttered at proton.me. We're also on Podvine, but you know, as we all know, Podvine is uh, a scam. So uh, I love you all. Uh, let's get to the motherfucking show, shall we? Uh, so first, I guess I'll I'll start. I never did. Um, I wanted to talk to y'all about my Bowling Green trip. So I, I don't know if I ever reported on my Bowling Green trip, which was uh, two weeks ago, because I, I forgot what I actually recorded about on Sunday. So I just wanted to tell you that me and I, I have a uh, a boyfriend. His name is. Raul Duke. I think we're going to have to stop uh, referring to him as Raul Duke because um, I think that might be a copyright thing. I don't want to be sued by the estate of uh, Hunter S. Thompson. And as we all know, they are are very, very litigious uh, at the Hunter S. Thompson estate. So it's not something that I I want to uh, involve myself in because I know that uh, his family uh, just loves to sue for copyright infringement. Uh, and so basically we'll just call Raul Duke we'll start referring to him as Raul and as if you hear some crinkling of paper I get these little let me try to open this water bottle I get these little packets of like fruit punch and tea and shit because I'm talking so much on the podcast I always gotta have something to wet my whistle gotta wet the whistle you understand that? You gotta wet it. You gotta wet the whistle. That way you can talk. And, um, so me and Raul, all right, and I don't even know if I reported, I think I did explain my, uh, naked, if you hadn't listened to last week's episode, uh, it was a, it was a good one. It was a good one. It was a good episode. 
I think it was anyway. I'm going to declare it. Uh, basically, that was about my naked romp in the woods and uh, getting a, uh, a blowjob uh, in the woods, which was nice. I was just, I got stripped completely naked. A fisherman ended up seeing me. Uh, it was just a wonderful, wonderful time and uh, a time I will always remember and cherish. But I realized I never uh, went over the Bowling Green trip where me and Raul went up to Bowling Green, Kentucky uh, to see his family. And uh, basically what he wanted, you know, uh, Guatemalans are very uh, homophobic. All right. So we had, you know, we got to tread lightly with the Guatemalan family. All right. So we don't want to really um, cause a stir with the family. All right. So we drove up there and I dropped him off at, because he wanted to go to his nephew's uh, birthday party. So I dropped him off at the birthday party, and I was like, I'm just going to go and party in Bowling Green. And because uh, I have, if you don't know, I, I'm kind of like, I have the mentality of like an 80-year-old woman. Okay, so like, I'm like, as soon as I drop him off, okay, because I drop him off and just let him enjoy his family time. And then I decided, I'm like, well, I'm going to go see what Bowling Green has to offer. And, you know, Victoria... She's like, oh, I could go to the casino. I could go up to the national park. They've got the, um, they've got the uh, Mammoth Cave National Park. They've got some kind of other weird cave thing. They've got, you know, all kinds of weird shit. Corvette Museum, weird shit you can go do. But you know what Victoria wanted to do? She wanted to crack open a beer and drive to this flea market called Flea Land, and it it is amazing. It is so fucking amazing. I loved every minute of it. Because as soon as I got there, they had a lot of people that were set up outside. And, like, they had everything you would want there. Like, so I, I pulled up, and uh, for some reason, a red truck just pulled up beside my semi. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Fuck him. Well, anyway, so I pulled up outside. I parked, and they had, like, hydrangeas and all kinds of plants and trees for sale. And then... One of my main complaints about, like, thrift stores and antique stores nowadays is, like, how expensive they are. But if you're if you're buying from one of the vendors at Fleeland in Bowling Green, Kentucky, outside, they actually have really good prices on stuff. And I have a fetish um, that I will disclose here today. I have a fetish. Victoria has a fetish for uh, cast iron cast iron anything it could mainly cookware but i mean i just love everything cast iron so i went there and they're selling like really um like nice antique cast iron cookware for next to nothing so of course i bought them out and you know the one of the things that sucks about this country is a long time ago 50 years ago 60 years ago 80 years ago um there used to be like forges all over the country that made cast iron uh, cookware. There was one in uh, Sheffield, Alabama, and I have stuff from that uh, forge that uh, made really great cast iron cookware and cast iron products. And 
that place, I believe they didn't pay their workers and they ended up getting burned down in Sheffield. You never hear about this history. There should be like a whole history written just about workers who revolt because they're not getting paid enough. <laughs> so uh, that place, that was interesting. You know, they, they were like, fuck you, you're paying us or we're going to burn the fucking building down. Don't you wish people would do that nowadays? That they'd be like, no, 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 you're, you're going to pay us a good wage or, you know, you're not going to have a business. That'd be nice, right? Well, anyway, I don't know what this has to do with Bowling Green. I'm going on a rant, I guess. But anyway, we go, um, or well, we don't go. I go. Victoria goes. And I go around this uh, thrift store. And I mean, I'm talking about these people are so fucking Kentucky. Even me, a girl from Alabama feels so vastly superior to everyone in Kentucky. And it's not even true. It's all a delusion in my head. It's, it's not true. But, because uh, there are, like, there's a lot of ways that Kentucky's way nicer than Alabama. Um, so, but once you go in, there's, like, all these people, and their, like, eyes are, like, right up next to each other. I mean, they look like a fucking cyclops. Their eyes are so close together. Or it's the opposite, you know where their eyes are like on the other side of their fucking head, you know, and you walk through here and you can tell a lot of these people are like fucking drug addicts and all kinds of just weirdos selling shit out here at flea land. And, but I don't mind it. You know, they got to make money somehow for their drugs. So why not sell me cheap antiques? And I almost, I actually almost bought an antique, uh, bench that was very decorous. Uh, so I highly suggest this place because I went in here and even though the people are just, uh, they're a little, you know, you want to keep your distance. The people are kind of, you know, um, the hills have eyes. There are little hills have eyes. Okay. But you go in, you know, they have a little concession stand where you can buy food and it's like a huge, uh, flea market, just gigantic when you get on the inside Then they sell, Stuff that you would never see anywhere. I mean, you, 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 there's a lot of like Asian vendors that'll sell toys and all kinds of different products that you never see sold anywhere. There's, um, you know, people selling old vintage movie posters and all kinds of just weird shit. Uh, a lot of movies I'd never even heard of in my life this guy had posters for. Um, and you know you have people, and you hear things like when you're when you're walking around in there, you'll hear a guy just come up, hey, hey, I, that cast iron, you could cook a main thing of cornbread. You sure could. You could fix you may you could fix a main thing of cornbread. It's like yeah, yeah, no shit. It's a fucking, it's a cast iron pan made specifically for yeah. That's what it's for, buddy. Man, I can't wait. Get me a cat. I'll make me some cornbread and I'm gonna go fishing tomorrow. And that's pretty much the type of shit you hear. But then you'll have like a pretentious, like young person walking through there, like, oh, that's not socially responsible. Like you'll hear people saying shit like that in a fucking flea market in Kentucky. It's like, where the fuck are you from, Louisville? What kind of what kind of weirdo are you? Well, anyway. So it's really weird. You know, you, you get all kinds of people there. You get a good mix of people. You get inbred people. You get like 
middle class, like upper middle class kids that are in college that like to say stuff like socially responsible. You know, they're like, oh, that's not quite socially responsible. You know, like you'll just hear all these like little sociological terms coming out of their mouth that they are learning in in school. And you're just like, oh, God, you're a fucking waste of space. Like you're going to go get a four year degree or even maybe a master's degree. And you're going to be like waiting tables somewhere. And you're going to be living off your parents for the rest of your life. But, you know, you can quote like, you know, terms from a sociology book. So I guess that's what the $200,000 in debt's worth. Well, anyway, so if you're ever in Kentucky, go to Flea Land Flea Market. It's amazing. I've yet to even skim the surface on Bowling Green. Um, there is uh, a lot of stuff that I love about Bowling Green, Kentucky. I went to Choose and Eight and uh chewies chews uh, i don't know how to say it but so there's a lot of different things you can do i noticed that their liquor laws are a lot more lenient than um than alabama's you like they have this place called the liquor barn and it's fucking amazing it's like a walmart dedicated to different kind of liquors and i went in there and i got a 12 pack a narragansett beer and if you've ever heard of narragansett beer it is the beer that the captain in Jaws drinks. And it's a really good beer, and it's cheap. That's what I like about it. You can get a 12-pack for $9.99. So that's exactly what I did when I went to Bowling Green. And I just sat around drinking the whole day. And um, so we went, um, you know, once I looked around town, I went to the flea market, went to the hotel, uh, just drank beer at the hotel. Actually, I stayed at the Holiday Inn there. It was really nice. Really, really nice. Uh, there's two of them. Uh, I stayed at the one over by the mall. Really loved that hotel and probably will stay there again one day when we go back. Um, but then after he got done with his little party, uh, we went to see Mario in 3D at the movie theater by the mall there in Bowling Green. And I just want to say that... Uh, first off, I loved Mario. I don't want to give any spoilers, but it is a great movie. It has original music by Jack Black, and that song that he sings in the movie will get stuck in your fucking head, and you won't be able to get out of your head. You might say, this isn't a good song, but one thing you can't uh, say about it is it's, it's, it's a catchy song. It is a catchy fucking song, and it will get stuck in your goddamn head. So... Um, I do recommend going and seeing Mario in 3D because uh, it was just a great experience. That the, They did a really good job on the 3D. But here's where Victoria wants to bitch a little bit, okay? Just, just uh, bear with me, okay? Uh, Victoria wants to bitch just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. So I go to this fucking movie. And so when it first starts, we're like, why is, this, why is it so blurry? We can't even see the 3D. So apparently they didn't have the projector adjusted right. And we couldn't even see the 3D. I guess I should expect this from Kentucky. So we had to like, we had to like run out there and be like, hey, the 3D's not working. They had to go up there and adjust it. Did they restart the movie? No. <laughs> 
It's like, we watched it blurry for like five minutes. Like, what the fuck? It's like, you're not going to restart. It's like, no, it's already started. Can't change it. It's like, fuck you. So this is the thing that gets on my nerves. It's like, if your projector's like, you know, we paid a ton of money to come see it because literally for two people you're going to spend if you get popcorn and drinks and everything you're going to spend like 60 70 bucks to go to the fucking movie and they're not going to restart the movie when it doesn't work right come on come on people we can do better and i just want to throw shade at that uh, movie theater by the mall but it gets even worse and i'm thinking about stopping going to uh late showings because the worst people the absolute worst people uh, go to late late night movies. So we get in there. We get in there. This is two weeks ago. And, you know, first we have that experience where, you know, it's not playing right. So we can't see it in 3D. But once they did adjust it, the 3D was amazing. I highly suggest watching it in 3D. But then there's this like autistic fucking retard in front of me. And he's like blabbing like all the whole fucking movie. And his parents are like, hey, stop fucking talking, man. You're d- d- disrupting everybody. And I told, I told, I told Raul, I was like, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this autistic fucking retard. And, you know, I'm, I'm afraid of losing Raul because I think he's going to like, I think he's starting to realize that I'm a very, um, irritable person i'm an irascible person okay so this fucking asshole is talking the whole movie and i asked raul i'm like honey we gotta move i I can't deal with this i can't fucking deal with this so we move seats guess what happens when we move seats there's someone behind me that keeps kicking my chair i ignore it i'm like maybe they're kicking it by accident Maybe they just don't know what they're doing. I don't know. But it gets worse. And it, so I blow up. I turn around and it's a fucking kid. It's a fucking kid hitting the back of my seat. And I, I had to move for a fucking second time during this movie. And I'm like, am I just going to have to pretend like anytime I'm around Raul, am I just going to have to pretend that I'm like not uh, like that? I'm just like a cool collected person. Because to me, when I'm paying 60 bucks to see a movie, for two people to sit down and enjoy a fucking movie, I shouldn't have to deal with someone kicking my fucking seat, which their parents should have gotten on to them about, or talking like in a, in a regular voice during the fucking movie. It's so ridiculous. So I think I'm going to have to start going to the early mo- early showings because they're a little better about people not talking and... They're, they're a little less busy, so you don't have to deal with so much bullshit if you go to the earlier shows. And that may be what Victoria has to do. So, just having said that, go see... Go see... Go see... Mario. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it, uh, I wish we would, like, quit putting Seth Rogen in movies because I, I don't know what happened to him but it just seems like most of his like world revolves around smoking pot all day and I thought he did a horrible job on his voice I I think they could have got a better Donkey Kong that's all I'm saying they could have got a better Donkey Kong 
don't like him um i do have some music suggestions um there is like i believe it's a french band called thievery corporation this is like the chillest fucking band ever and i just love listening to it um and i would like to suggest it to you uh if you care thievery corporation if you want to chill if you want to relax it's nice chill music that you can just relax to okay and then there's another band called boards of canada and i actually i think this was on one of the podcast channel or excuse me one of the spotify channels that suggested like chill music and thievery corporation's amazing and boards of canada is good but i like thievery corporation more just a suggestion okay oh one thing i did forget to mention is there was a lot of like movie memorabilia when i was in this flea land flea market in bowling green kentucky and there was this guy he had posters for all kinds of like old movies that i'd never even heard of before and i'm always excited anytime there's like a new trucking movie that i hadn't heard of okay so there was a poster for a movie called uh white line fever white line fever and i'm it is such if you watch the trailer it's such a ridiculous goddamn trailer uh that i think everyone at home should watch it i still haven't watched it but i'm hoping to maybe i can do a um a review of it if i get the chance to watch it this weekend but that we need to make trucking movies cool again we need to make people think truckers are cool again this is a lost art form where we used to make really cool movies about truckers you know like clint eastwood what was that movie called where clint eastwood and a fucking monkey and they're just driving around the country just monkeying it up we need to make shit like that again and there's another trucking movie with patrick swayze and meatloaf that was a good one i forget the name of it but we've got and then convoy there's a lot of great trucking movies that's all i'm saying we need to bring back trucking movies all right so there is one thing that i do want to talk about i want to flush this idea out in my head so just bear with me if this isn't the most um erudite well thought out thought in the world do bodybuilders do bodybuilders are bodybuilders trans now just i know what you're thinking you're like victoria victoria what the fuck what the fuck victoria just hear me out just hear me out i know this is um kind of a fucked up thing to say but if you think about it bodybuilders are trans so what do trans people do okay so trans people go out they take um either estrogen or testosterone they have surgeries they uh change their looks completely because they have body dysmorphia right and they want to look the way they feel isn't this the same thing bodybuilders do so i have i have a friend from high school and he's a bodybuilder and in high school you you should have seen this guy in high school hot as fuck in high school just hot as i mean all i ever thought about was wanting to like 
go down on this guy during high school. And I almost got to once. But anyway, so, you know, I don't see this guy for like 20 years. And he became a bodybuilder. And now he looks, he looks disgusting. Let's be honest, he looks disgusting now. Um, because he's went through this transformation where, because he, like, he didn't like the way he looked, right? In high school, he was really skinny, and he was tall and lanky, and in my opinion, he looked fucking great like that. I mean, he looked really, really good when he was skinny and lanky. Um, uh, you know, that's how I preferred him, because I thought he was very good looking. But now, when I see him in public, I can't even hardly recognize him, because it's like a completely different person. He's packed on... I, I bet he's packed on 80 to 100 pounds of muscle. I mean, he's fucking... Like, his arms are bigger than my legs. I mean, they're, they're, they're fucking huge. And he... When you think about it, he went through the same thing a trans person went through. He didn't like the way his body was. He had body dysmorphia. He thought of himself as somehow not whole because he, you know didn't have big muscles so he is now on a ton of steroids have you ever seen the bodybuilder rich piana there's a bodybuilder called rich piana that's the way he looks now so you can imagine he looks like shit right because <laughs> rich piana uh you know he got so massive you know he of course he ended up dying very young i think he was in his 40s when he died uh He's an impressive bodybuilder, right? But, you know, it's not somebody you'd exactly, you know, be like, hey, I want to fuck that guy because he looks disgusting because he's just too big, right? Um, you know, I would rather fuck a morbidly obese fat person than like a giant, huge, veiny bodybuilder. That's just my opinion. And um, he, um, so basically what I'm trying to say, this guy went his journey, his transition journey. I think this what we should do with all bodybuilders. We should just refer to them as transitioning at all times. They're transitioning to the body they want. So he starts taking testosterone. He starts taking steroids. He starts doing all this weird shit. Um, you know, tanning, working out for like three or four hours a day. He gets really fucking huge. And now he's like a completely different person. He's bald. He's got like a, t he looks more like this was like a pale Irish looking guy. And now he looks like Rich Piana. He looks like Dave Batista. So when well, Dave Batista is actually, he looks good the way he looks, right? But, you know, if you get bigger than Dave Batista, you're just too big, right? And, you know, he looks just weird now. And I think he's transgender. And I, I think that I should be able, or well, not call him transgender. He's, or maybe it's a form of transgenderism. Because you got to think about it, there's different um, levels of masculinity, we'll say. So you you have a guy who's like this, you know, skinny, scrawny guy, and he wants to be a bigger, more masculine guy. So he's going farther down the spectrum to be more masculine. So he wasn't, while he wasn't completely switching genders, he was... Uh, accentuating and uh exacerbating his masculinity by taking testosterone and steroids so should he not be considered transgender 
because he kind of hyper he he kind he's he's kind of uh exploded his gender almost he's he's um elevated it to another level of masculinity and manhood right so maybe we should refer to him as transgender are bodybuilders transgender and i want to get everybody's opinion on this y'all need to hit me up on bisbutt pod um on twitter hit me up on all the social media let me know are bodybuilders transgender because i mean even the women they're you know you could say oh it's completely not related i'm like i don't know i don't know i think that maybe maybe and you know as i said last week i'm trying to keep the union together i'm abraham lincoln of all the trans people right we want to keep the trans people in our group right we don't want to have just uh lesbian bi and gay and queer we you know we want to keep that t in there right and i think that maybe we need to include bodybuilders in it too we need to expand the group and have bodybuilders in the lgbt community lgbtq plus community uh, of people because they're kind of having gender issues too but instead of going the opposite gender they're going hyper they're, they're hitting the gas pedal on the gender that they are trying to accentuate their masculinity, right? So it's kind of a form of transgenderism, in a way. Am I wrong? I don't know. I just, you know, I got to fill an hour or something, right? <laughs> it's a podcast. We got to talk shit, right? So let's see here. Uh, that's all I wanted to say on that is that uh, bodybuilders are definitely, definitely transgender. So, I've had a couple of negative... I, I'm, I'm going to just start covering the negative bullshit that happens to me uh, during the week. So, I had a couple of negative experiences with people. Maybe I was amped up. I don't know. You know, sometimes I get... You know, Victoria. I get worked up a little bit sometimes. So, uh, I had... I don't, I don't even know if I can explain this without... Uh, revealing where I work, which I don't want to do. I want this podcast to remain anonymous. Um, so I don't know how to explain this without uh, completely revealing where I work. So maybe I can do it without um, revealing it. So the other day I was at a place and I had a lady come up to me and start screaming at me. So she came up, started screaming at me, and uh, I was like, what What the fuck? What the fuck? Like, she was like, why are you wearing a headset? But I don't know, you know you're not supposed to be doing that, and you know you're supposed to be over here doing this and all this. Like, just completely bitching me out about, oh shit, did, it, did I turn this off? Maybe, hopefully I didn't. So she was completely bitching me out um, about uh, something I was doing because I don't want to reveal where I work and because um, um, I am uh, kind of a big deal. don't know if you know that. But I, I'm working in this place and she's bitching me out about all these different things and I'm like, I just look at her and I go, who are you? 
And she's like, I'm blah, blah, blah's boss. I'm blah, blah, blah's boss. I'm a supervisor at blah, 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 and then I look at her and I go, okay, then why are you out here yelling at me in the parking lot? Because you're not my boss. You have no authority over me. So why are you out here screaming at me in a parking lot? And she's like, well, you know you're not supposed to be doing this. You know you're not supposed to be doing this. Excuse me. I'm going to file a complaint about this interaction because you're out here yelling at me and you work at a completely different facility than me. You have absolutely no power over me. And you know, you want to know what? I'll actually give you my supervisor's number where you can call them and explain to them why you're out yelling at me in a fucking parking lot. And I, I got to think, I've, I've changed several positions at this current place I work. And I just think to myself, no wonder we can't keep employees. If this is the way that our supervisors talk to people, that because she thought that I, she didn't even, she thought that I was something completely different than what I was. She didn't realize that I was a truck driver, and uh, she thought that I was um, one of the uh, dock people. And I was like. No wonder we can't keep nobody. That they, they, they put people like you in power in supervisory positions that run people off. I mean, it's just, it's like, what the fuck? Because, you know, as a truck driver, one thing that's great about being a truck driver is you really don't have to take shit unless you work for a bad company. I mean, like, people need truck drivers and you just don't have to tolerate that shit. Because, like, tomorrow, if I wanted to, like, leave where I currently work, I could have a job tomorrow. I mean, I could have a job. Like, if I left my job right now, I could have a job by the end of the day. I mean, that that's really how the trucking industry is now. And there are a lot of losers, uh, a lot of retards in trucking that, like, they get their CDL and they just stay at the first company that they get hired on to. And they, they make no money whatsoever. Like, I see a lot of people like this at like Schneider and all these big box companies that they stay in these companies and they make next to nothing and they just, they don't have a problem with it. I'm like, you know, you need to like jump from job to job to job for, you know, to get better pay. Right. And, um, I'm actually making less now than I did in my last employer, but I get better benefits, right? Like I get pension and you know, annual leave and a lot of, a lot of great benefits. So I don't mind making less. And plus I, I get home every day. So that, that's a big thing about my job that I like now, but I just don't understand truck drivers that stay in positions where people talk down to them. But anyway, this lady, once she realized that I wasn't a dock worker, uh, she fucking like just walked off. Well, I was like, Cause I literally said to her, I was like, Hey, you're not my boss. Okay. You're not my boss. So why are you out here yelling at me like this? And once she realized that I wasn't a dock worker, she just ran off. She just ran off. Cause she realized she'd just fucking embarrassed herself. Cause she was a stupid fucking cunt. And, 
Uh, I didn't report her. I should have actually called and reported her because she really shouldn't be talking to people like that. But anyway, just something I wanted to share with y'all is don't put up with people's shit. There's plenty of places to work right now. You know, there's a worker shortage all over the country. You don't have to put up with this bullshit, right? You don't have to put up with people's stupid bullshit. You don't have to put up with people who treat you like shit. You know, weirdly, the wages haven't went up as much as they should because there's so much of a shortage. But still, you've got options now. You finally got options. It's been a long time since we've had options. And you should use that to your advantage. I wish this fucking retard would, like... He's just, like, hanging out in the parking lot near me. He's, like, 20 feet from me. And I'm like, I wonder if he's hearing all this shit. Well, anyway, so... Every morning before I go into work, I drop off Raul at uh, his work. And he works at a big processing plant. And I dropped him off the other morning. And uh, I about got into a fight with somebody. I, I guess I've been worked up lately. I don't know. Um, some guy, as we pulled up, was... Have you ever seen these people? It's like they didn't mentally age past, like, being like a middle school bully so you have like people who um like he's literally standing on the or leaning on the hood of his car and he's fucking he's fucking like got his you know how like you know like some like bullies will hold their arms out like they're tough you know they got the tough guy walk you know he's doing that shit on the hood of his car and he's sitting there staring me and Raul Duke down. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy staring at us for, right? So I drop Raul off. You know, I rub Raul's back because he's a gentle little delicate flower. I've got I've to treat him right. i got to treat your man right. So I fucking rub his back as he's getting out of the car. I tell him I love him. And then, you know, I back up to leave. And as I back up to leave, this cocksucker is sitting on the hood of his car with his arms out like he's fucking like, you know, you, have you ever heard of uh, a condition called invisible lat syndrome? So he has invisible lat syndrome where he's got his arms out. I'm just so buff. I got to fucking got so much muscles. I got to fucking put my arms about a foot out from my body. <sighs> Tough. And I back up, I turn around, and me and him are, like, facing each other. Like, just dead on facing each other. And he's giving me this look of disgust and like he's, like, a tough guy. I roll down my window, and I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? What are you fucking looking at, you ugly fucking prick? And he's just, like, in a state of shock that I'm yelling at him. And, uh, and he, you know, because any one thing you got to know is people who um, pretend to be bad... Like, first off, if you're in your 40s and, you know, you're waiting in line to get a job at a chicken processing plant, you're, you're not... I'm sorry, you're just not a badass. I'm sorry, you're just not. And I'm not afraid of anyone uh, that's, you know, sitting on their fucking 1988 Toyota Corolla outside a chicken processing plant. So I fucking start cussing this guy and he's just like, he, he doesn't know what to do. He's just sitting there fucking staring me down. And um, 
And I just fucking, the only thing I know to do is flip him off and, and leave. And I'm sitting there like, what is wrong with people? Like, I don't know what this guy's deal is, but I just, I can't stand passive aggressiveness anymore. You know, I'm at, I'm at that age where it's like, I can't deal with your passive aggressive bullshit. And if I say one hint on your face of anything, I'm going to fucking cuss you out. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to chew you out on it. Um, cause you're a bitch. Okay. I, I can't deal with this like middle schooler, like, you know, Oh, I'm a badass type shit. Like, no, you're going to get punched in the face, buddy. It's like, I wake up every day while I am, uh, a morbidly obese transgender woman. I wake up every day. I take my Wheaties. Okay. I eat my Wheaties. I drink a cup of coffee. I drink a beer, uh, take a shot of whiskey. I go, uh, walk 10 miles. If I can do sit-ups, I do push-ups. I'm, I'm in pretty good shape for a hefty gal. All right. Got the curves. Got the curves that drive the men wild. Um, and I'm not going to put up with this shit. I'm, I just, I've gotten to where I'm so tired of there being complete fuckheads in the world. And I feel like I should be a warrior. A warrior that goes out and fucks with these people and lets them know like, hey... You might can push around that person, but you're not going to push around this gal. I'm going to call you out on your stupid fucking faggot bullshit, okay? Because he was a faggot, okay? Let's be honest. He's a faggot. Um, and what I mean by that, is he gay? No. He's just someone who's just an annoying human being that probably beats his wife. And I think I should be allowed to call him a faggot. <laughs> That's all there is to it, Okay. But speaking, I'm, i got to crank this. It's getting hot in here. As you know, Victoria gets a little hot. And she's got to turn on the fucking air. The air's fucking blasting. Uh, hopefully you won't hear it too much on the actual recording of the podcast. Uh, one thing that I do need to talk about uh, is inspirational fat people videos. Okay. There is a genre of YouTube shorts where it's just fat people. It's just fat fucks. And it's like, it's like, they're like, oh man, I'm going to do a video of me working out. All right. And I love inspirational videos. I love inspirational videos, especially one about fat people getting in shape and working out and losing weight. I have nothing wrong with it. I love watching them. The problem with these videos is that it's a video of just a fat person working out. Like, it'll be like a 500-pound guy, and he's, like, doing, like, curls, or any they're playing, like, a rap song, and then, like, he'll be just doing... It'll show him doing different exercises in the gym and then he'll do this thing where he's like you know just looking in the mirror looking straight into the camera and just focusing and you know and and, you know giving an inspirational quote but it doesn't go anywhere it's just a fat fuck working out giving an inspirational quote it doesn't show like progress it just shows him like it just shows him working out and I'm like okay why, why don't you wait why don't you fucking wait to actually lose some weight and show some results in the video before you start making the inspirational videos? 
And I do love inspirational videos, okay? I want to see people change their bodies and do the things they want to do, and I want them to post about it. But wait until you actually have results, okay? Because at the end of these videos, I'm like, well, he's still this guy that's listening to fucking the rap and giving the inspirational quote and looking like intensely into the camera and doing all this stupid bullshit. He's still a fat fuck. And he's just a retarded fat fuck that hasn't had any results. Like, it's like he's been working out a week and he's already making YouTube videos about it. Like, just wait. Just, you know, give it a couple of months until you actually have noticeable results. That's all I'm saying. I'm not being negative. I'm not being negative. Uh, I guess I am being a negative. I'm being a negative bitch, okay? I will... Um, I will uh, stop hating on this guy uh, because he, he probably, he doesn't deserve it, alright? He doesn't deserve it. Um, so, let me turn off this truck. I hope that didn't mess with the sound enough. The wind's up today. and So, I have been informed. This is, I guess we're just going to cover fat fuck news. The last part of this episode is just going to be fat fuck news, alright? Just stuff that only fat fucking people care about. All right. Um, crystals. Crystals who had for years defied God. Crystals. Uh, you know, the Cracker Barrel has defied God by putting, changing their menu and putting alcohol in the menu. And crystals defied God by taking the corn pup off their menu. But I have good news today. I have good news today. Corn pups are back. Okay. My brother, my brother sent me a, a fucking emergency text the other night. And he was like, dude, I'm in Mississippi. I just stopped at a crystals. And the corn pups are back. Okay. So that's one good thing. Look, there's a lot of bad things going on in the world right now. Okay? A lot of bad things. But you don't have to worry about those things while you're eating a corn pup. Alright? They're very... Oh, they're just fucking delicious. It's like eating like a really sweet pancake batter kind of corn, like corn dog. Like, it's, it's fucking delicious. And this is the one thing that I have to thank Crystals for doing is bringing back the goddamn corn pup. Because... I just, I, I don't really, you know, to be honest with you, when I first heard that they had gotten rid of them, I was like, do I want to continue living? What's life going to be like without being able to uh, eat a corn pup every day? And it was hard. It was rough. I went through a bad time. I went through an emotionally stressful time. But now it's back. And uh, first thing of my day, I'm going to go and have a fucking corn pup at Crystal's. Okay. And you should all too, right? Uh, I got nothing this week. I'm kind of like, <laughs> I hope this has been a good podcast. It doesn't feel like it's been a good podcast. It's just me ranting. I've got something wrong with my foot. I had to put on my, like, no one ever tells you when you get older that you're going to have to wake up and you're literally going to have to slip on like special socks and special like compression socks because your feet are going to hurt so bad from walking. 
And then you're going to have to like put hydrocortisone cream on your asshole because you've got hemorrhoids. And then you're going to have to put a hundred SPF all over your body so you can go out in the sun. And then you're going to have to put like icy hot on your back because your back's hurting from your job. Like no one ever told me when I got this age that I was going to have to have various, I was going to have to lather myself, lather myself in various types of ointments and uh, lotions and use various types of, uh, you know, devices just to live, just, just to get by, you know, like you, you to sleep, you got to wear a CPAP to walk. You got to have a compression sock on to fucking go out in the sun. You got to have hundred SPF, uh, just so your asshole doesn't burn all day. You got to have fucking hydrocortisone cream. I even got a rash on my back from just from doing sit-ups every day. It's horrible. It's a horrible way to live. I mean, I wish I could go to the vet and just be like, Hey, will you put me down? Will you just, will you just put me down? Cause this ain't no way to live. This just ain't no way to live. Um, I, th- I'm, I think this like, I think this podcast is just like your worst, like the worst local stand up comic trying to do comedy. That, that's pretty much what this podcast is. <laughs> I stopped into a gas station earlier and um, there was a sign on the uh, wall and it just said person in charge Charlene and there was two ladies there one was like a Latino lady and one was like this old lady with a mullet and I'm like I wonder which one's Charlene <laughs> Which one, Charlene? The person in charge. Is it the old lady with a mullet that has a little Latino lady helping her with everything and she's slow as fuck? It's like, why Why even have that sign? Like, why do you gotta have a sign that says, hey, Charlene, she's got it. Charlene is in charge. Like, what is up with that? Why? Why do you need that sign to express to people that Charlene is in charge, is in fact in charge. Uh, I don't get it. I just don't get it. But, you know, nothing I can do about it. It's just the way the world is. Um, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for joining this, our 40th episode of Biscuits Buttered. I can't believe we've continually done this every week. Uh, and we've now gotten to the 40th episode. I, I want to continue making this podcast, even though it's uh, it's kind of like probably the worst podcast anywhere available. <laughs> um, uh, well, maybe it's better than the Kyle Kalinske show. He's kind of like a D-bag, right? Um, it's probably better than, you know, the Ben Shapiro show. You know, douchebags like that. Uh, but it's still a trash show. But I'm going to continue doing it because i got to have a hobby, right? So I uh, thank you for joining me for the 40th episode. We're in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm hoping uh, to go to the Claremont Lounge later uh, and get a nasty old uh, 100-year-old morbidly obese woman uh, with diabetes grinding on my uh, flaccid cock. Or maybe it won't be flaccid. I don't know. 
But uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, hit us up on uh, Bisque Butt Pot on Twitter. That's the main one I use is Twitter. I'll get on there and I'll look at naked people and uh, I'll just randomly podcast about things going on in my life. And maybe I didn't even post the episode last week. I need to post that one on uh, Twitter. And of course, we got the Facebook profile, Biscuits Buttered. And, you know, hit us up, email us, do whatever, you know, just get a hold of us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, do I have any advice this week? And, and I think you noticed that Victoria, despite, it's weird how I feel like I've been having an amazing time lately. I feel like I've been having an amazing time in my life, but there's also been like a lot of negativity that I'm spewing out onto this podcast, which I don't feel like is an, an accurate reflection of all the things going on in my life and how wonderful my life is. I've got a wonderful boyfriend, Ro. Uh, I've got a, I've got a job. It doesn't, it doesn't pay enough, but you know, things are looking up. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I want to be positive. I want to be a positive person. I don't want to be this negative nanny that y'all, that y'all listen to every week. So maybe, uh, Victoria needs to work on that. Make sure that you have a good balance in your life. This is my advice. Just make sure you have a good balance in your life. Make sure that you kind of keep checking the thermometer. Are you being too negative? Are you be? I mean, you can even be too positive. I, I think that there's a lot of people that want to just cut every little, they just want to be positive all the time and cut every little negative interaction out and they isolate themselves from everyone because they just got to be in this constant, you know, cocoon of positivity. But then you have people that are just too negative, right? There was a guy the other day that, uh, you know, came up to my truck and told me I wasn't supposed to be parked there. And I was like, dude, I can look at you and tell that you are just miserable. And I don't know what's making you miserable, but I know that you're miserable. I can tell you're miserable because only a miserable person would come up to my truck and say that to me when it doesn't even affect you. So I, he got mad that he had to walk an extra two feet around my truck, you know. Um, but you got to, you know, you need to constantly monitor yourself. You know, I don't think you need therapy. You need to just actually sit back, maybe meditate, and think about all the different things that happened in your week. Think about you as a person. Like, what are you doing right? What are you doing wrong? And think, am I being too negative? Am I focusing too much on negativity? Am I focusing too much on even positive? Because you can focus too much on positivity. And you can't just will it into being like a lot of people think. So, you know, just accurately assess your life and your well-being and make adjustments. All right. That's my advice of the week. Thank you for coming to our uh, and listening to our 40th uh, anniversary. Uh, I'm about to walk in here in the Claremont Lounge and I'm going to order a PBR um, and I'm going to get a lap dance from a morbidly obese transgender Latino woman and that will get me rock hard. <laughs>